knowledge is power and once you know something nobody can ever take it away from you and that is like the first thing I think a classroom of online has always taken from us is the ability to read or the ability to access books like um, Gandhi's main public library was bombed I think it was like yesterday mm-hmm. and that's like intentional you're trying to take away the knowledge like historical knowledge you already know it's your girl Naira and this is Shit Talks What's good, everybody? My name is Naira, and we're back for another episode of Shit Talks. Um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about um, liberation, freedom, in light of not so current, but current to some people, events that are going on in the world. Um, and here I have some lovely human beings that are going to chat with us about that. Who the hell are y'all? I'm Shani Biz. Uh, I'm a musician and a communi- community advocate. Um, I do plenty of things. I work at the Reader, blah, blah, blah. I do a bunch of things. But today, I am a friend and a comrade. I'm Isra. I'm a writer sometimes, journalist sometimes, and advocate overall thinking about liberation. And so I came to this also as somebody who helped put together the teach-in, and I work on police misconduct stuff at the Invisible Institute and Ending Extreme Sentencing. My name is Stuki. I am a stand-up comedian, a poet, and a community organizer, among a lot of things, and I am from Chicago, from the West Church. I was raised on Devon Street. Nice. Period. Period. Oh, so you touched on the teach-in, right? So uh, y'all basically planned a teach-in together, so talk to me about what that is. So I was part of a group of people. Suki and Shani put together a teach-in on Palestine specifically geared towards young people at Bill Coffee on the south side. Um, and it came together because of the moment that we're in right now and specifically the violence that young people here are experiencing, but also as a means to figure out how to talk to young people about what's going on in Palestine. Um, and we wanted to do that by centering poetry and art and then from that, creating a space to talk about de-escalation and how to intervene when you see something happening to someone young. Yeah. What was the importance of having poetry there? Like, what was the importance of having, like, Palestinian voices? And how does that, like, reshape the narrative? Yeah, um, I think that as a poet, um, I was trying to trace back to where I got radicalized when it comes to Palestine, and mm-hmm. it all leads back to poets like Mahmoud Darwish, Mila Kalatafa. Um, Shani wants to ask you, and y'all can also answer this question too, like, what's your personal connection to the fight for liberation for just people in general, right? So for me, I think specifically as an African-American and as a woman, um, it is my daily experience, right? It's my daily life where my entire life has been baked around liberation, baked around freedom. Like even just the agency to be in the United States is not something that myself or like that my family can ever speak to because we've just been here because of, you know, us landing here after the um, slave trade. And so it's something that I've always, I've always been able to see myself in other people's um, fights for liberation because that is like, the fight for my own liberation has never ended, right? Um, and so it's all very intertwined. And the saying of um, no one's free until we're all free is so real always. And I try to live by that whenever I feel tired. Mm-hmm. I try to live by that whenever I'm like, dang, I'm depressed. And it's like, nope, you got to get up because at the end of the day, you know very well that this could be you and this used to be you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of my... That's that's my ethos and sort of the morale that I live by when 
liberation for all people. Yeah. And I think that really, like, um, that honestly affects the way that we, like, empathize with folks who are just struggling around the world. I don't think that we have to connect to people in order to feel for them, but it really does, like, show in how, like, brown people are always, you know, black and brown people are always, like, I feel what you're going through because, like, that just reminds me so much of, like, what my people are going through. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, And so, yeah, I just think that, like, that's super important to lean into that being, like, you know, my love for my own community, my fight for my own community is being reflected in the energy that I'm putting into fighting for y'all as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Did y'all have anything you wanted to share too? Um, yeah, so I am a documented, I'm a good doctor, so no one can deport me right now. And so my life has like always been about trying to feel free and I think that I appreciated finding organizing because it taught me that freedom is possible mm-hmm. and I think that like had coming from parents who are not from America taught me very quickly about geopolitics in a way that when all of this happened, I was like, oh, yes, this is the response. This is what we have to do. And I'm very lucky to have had access to the library to have reading material so that I could read to find out these stories. Mm-hmm. I feel like as somebody who is Muslim American and also Pakistani, I grew up listening to my grandmother tell stories of migrating across borders that were created by British colonialism. and. So that was my first exposure to it. And I remember asking, like, why does that exist? Like, how did this happen? And the story stuck with me. And then it was later on in life that I really started connecting how these traumatic experiences really impact, like, the intimate ways that we're in community with each other and how they can lead to, like, violence against women, violence in your, like, private spaces, and then connecting that back to, like, liberation struggles is what I've been doing the past few years of my life. Um, how does, how does community education keep people safe, right? Like, how do we think that, like, um, sharing knowledge amongst community members, whether it's, like, young people or just intergenerationally, like, how does what I know help me keep the people around me safe, and how do we pass that on? I think it's really important to teach in community because knowledge is power, and once you know something, nobody can ever take it away from you, and that is like the first thing that the oppressor and colonizer has always taken from us is the ability to read or the ability to access books. Like um, Gaza's main public library was bombed, I believe it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that's like intentional. You're trying to take away the knowledge, like historical knowledge. Um, also another like uh, another uh, black proverb, it could be African too, I'm not sure, but it's each one teach one. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, that is also something that me and my community and myself have always lived by and that we're only as powerful as the people standing next to us so there's no there is no room for gatekeeping information there is when we're thinking about liberation when we're thinking about freedom Mm -hmm. that is a space where we all have access to knowledge where we're Mm -hmm. all uh, well read or where we all have the resources that we need to achieve the community that we want we truly keep us safe and like mm-hmm. people are yearning for spaces like this because mm-hmm. um, we're like I think we did it because we were yearning for a space like this mm-hmm. um, and just to know that they can exist outside of this and we can have the freedom to talk about things like liberation outside of school and not be limited and there was even an educator who she's a teacher on the south side and she spoke about 
talking to her students who, who, who were, yeah, and oh, they yeah, were, yeah, Harlan, Harlan was talking about how her students were like, well, what's our, again, going back to the place of like, what is our place when it comes to liberation for all? Her black students were very like concerned about like, well, when things happen to us, like we don't get this support and we don't get blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so two things happened where one, she told her students, like actually a lot of what we know for um, how to handle protests and how to um, handle CPD is from Palestinians sharing information mm-hmm. over the internet when we were having the Black Lives Matter protests, that's one. And then two, Sherelle was like, actually, I think that's a great point to hold space about how um, black death has always just been in the backdrop of like everything for all time. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just normal that, you know, Sudanese people are dying right now. Oh, it's mm-hmm. normal that like people in the Congo are dying and we all have iPhones. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not something that like we are always readily talking about. Um and she was like, I think it's important to name those things and to speak more, even more breath into why no one's free until we're all free mm-hmm. and why liberation is a collective struggle and why we all have to be on this ship going forward instead of just like, oh, all I'm doing is checking if me and my people mm-hmm. are free. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, again, going back to how aware students are it's like they're holding these feelings and mm-hmm. having the space to talk about them having the space to learn about leaders like Kwame Ture or leaders who were in the Black Panther Party who have always spoken about Palestinian liber- uh, liberation things there's so many things happening at once and we have the capacity to hold them all mm-hmm. and we have capacity to feel this collective grief for all these different movements that are happening mm-hmm. um just wanted to throw that in there because yeah. i thought it was amazing that that was brought up yeah and i think yeah. it's important for like it's important for them to say those emotions out loud mm-hmm. so they can actually get an answer or e- at least a question that like broadens that thinking right but also um yeah like that reminder that you know um the same systems and the same like disregard for life that is oppressing those people all the way across the sea is the same systems that's impacting you and like all of the shit needs to be torn down yeah and all of the shit needs to be set on fire yeah and yeah. so like you like it's more fruitful to see yourselves in them and also you know um maybe even that like not to say that people should be like stretching themselves thin or whatever the case is right but like I hate to know that there was a lack of support for things that me and my people were struggling with and I don't ever want anybody else to feel that way and so I'm going to show up for you yeah like I'm not going to hold you like say that you're responsible for that I'm going to be like I hate that that happened to me and so what can I do so that that doesn't happen to, to anybody, anybody yeah exactly else. to anybody else yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's real individualism is a facet of white supremacy um yeah. so you know uh okay cool so i wanted to <laughs> i always have to throw that in there just so you know um what does freedom mean to y'all freedom is a constant struggle <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I feel like I could speak more to like the essence of freedom because freedom feels it's more of a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So um I think of freedom as a space where we all get to be mm -hmm. and we all get to have our needs met without worry. Mm -hmm. Um so basic things like food, water, shelter basic things like joy, expression, education, basic things like I can travel over this line because borders don't exist mm -hmm. in a free world, right? Um, freedom is doing things for the collective, mm -hmm. doing things for the greater good of us all, not for the individual good of just me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, freedom, freedom is like sustainability. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do we think beyond today, beyond just, it's like being present, so present in a way that you even are thinking about your presence in the future. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, I'm not just thinking about acting on what is right now mm -hmm. as if tomorrow doesn't exist, mm -hmm. as if this is the only life I'll ever live, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, it's like, it's so nuanced, it's so expansive, but that, those are some of the ways that I'm thinking about freedom. I think when I think of freedom, I also imagine um, that, like, what will keep me safe is, like, or what will keep somebody else safe is not at the expense of what will keep me safe. Mm -hmm. That, like, my safety is not in jeopardy for somebody else to be able to live in their version of what safety feels like, mm -hmm. even if it's, like, a flawed version of safety. Um, and that like people would get on the same page that like versions of safety of comfortability that come at the expense of other people's lives and liberation is not is not that it's not you safety is not comfort at all mm -hmm. yeah yeah I try to think of the sensations and the places that I feel most free mm -hmm. and for me that would be like um, I could just I I just have to get in my car and drive. Once I found my car and drove to South Dakota just to see the Badlands, and I was like, I never really grew up like, you know, being able to do that because you know you, I was afraid because it's like, you don't know, like if it's a border city, it's ISIS there, like doing that, and so just being able one day to just do that, I was like, and I saw like, I just saw, it, and I was like, wow, that felt free. Or freedom feels like skating down eighteen and just yeah. like you know getting attention and just being good, <laughs> yeah. you know. Freedom is those moments, and I think that everybody should have a world where they can access that freedom. And that it doesn't feel like because I'm feeling free in this moment means I'm like wasting this time, that I should be like doing something else, yes. that I should be working, that I should be making freedom money. from productivity yeah. mindset. Mm -hmm. yeah. I am her. Uh -huh. I don't have to do anything else yeah. but ever be, but yeah. exist, and mm -hmm. I would still be that girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, period. I feel like freedom for me, I really go back to conflict because I feel like we aren't allowed to have conflict in the way that like society is built up right now without just the deep fear of being imprisoned, like isolated yeah. from your community, just like TV, like cancel, whatever it is. Like we are so like scared and conflict averse and like there's so many layers of protection that we put up to preserve like some semblance of humanity and I just think freedom is a world where like all of those other things are taken care of 
and you can finally just like have the human conflict that's still inevitable mm -hmm. because like shit will happen feelings will get hurt mm -hmm. and know that like oh i'll be okay like this will be a hard period of my life because like i'm fucking sad like mm -hmm. i feel isolated i feel anxious all mm -hmm. of these things but like i still have my people i'm still eating like i still feel love mm -hmm. um and like it's just so hard sometimes to to think that like that is possible when you have to do like all the other things to get there. So like we have to abolish prisons. Like, I was we have gonna to stop say, this. <laughs> I should Freedom is fucking no jail, bro. Yeah, like just think yeah. Freedom is not living in fear of being pulled over and locked up for literally anything we get yeah. in trouble for everything you get a parking mm -hmm. ticket they tow your car you make a wrong you're turn in, in front of the police the or you or freedom you is no normal human body like conflict yeah no problem notes why why and like yeah. especially like having lived with like a criminalized identity for most of my yes. life i'm just like what sometimes the thought of it like can be like just to not live with that way i didn't know the, the, i don't know if i like Obviously, physically, I cannot shed that identity, but when mm -hmm. my mind shed that identity, I was like, wow, this is, like, beautiful, you yeah. know? I wish the world was like this, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very real. I also think, like, yeah, the idea of disagreeing, even, like, globally, like, a group of people can decide, you know, thinking about, like, my country, like, a group of people can decide we want to secede and the government isn't like we're going to bomb you into submission come right. back like yeah. people can decide that they don't agree with the way you know land is being shared they don't agree with the way things are being divided and it doesn't mean that oh, okay well we have to kill you now yeah. you know like what does that look like on the, like the larger scale too right that it's like there is no room to disagree there is no room to be like there's just no like nuance um mm, everything yeah. always results in like this like carceral response like you're gonna, gonna go to jail. jail. And freedom is also being like someone driving with their tags expired and gets pulled over and that's not a death why? sentence. Like why is stealing a death sentence? Why is like why having no insurance? Why is that why? a death sentence? Yeah. If it's a death sentence, why wasn't I born with that insurance? Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I need to know. Yeah. Why did, why why did that didn't come with my social security? Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. Like why wasn't that a part of on the back? Why didn't Why I? Why does it cost so much to go to the doctor? Yeah. I, I was just going to say, speaking of insurance, that I'm walking. I would love to be freedom is being gentle with my body because mm -hmm. I want to, and not because I'm like, if I break something, past twenty six, I'm ass out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, for sure. I feel like we're so like we don't even have the room in the world that we live in to be proactive about like our minds because mm -hmm. we're always like reacting to, and survival. trying to protect ourselves and like that's not sustainable like this this shit's not sustainable yeah that's real i was really thinking about how like love i always feel the most free when i fall in love mm -hmm. and like how beautiful it is that love transcends everything you know yeah. people people are like in Gaza right now getting married you yeah. know yeah. it's so beautiful to yeah. me yeah yeah that is yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's like it's too. it's like everyone's talking about how like palestinians teach you how to live because they are constantly like so many colonized people finding time to like get married have babies be like in community with each other eat good food and at the same time like that's all despite the conditions that they're in yeah. not like because of the conditions that they're in yeah. and so just yeah 
I feel like, yeah, and love is another example. Like, mm. in a way that's not this, like, white woman, like, love is freedom. No, but yeah. in a real, like, I can love people. And then once you love people, you, like, care about mm. whether they're taken care of. Yeah. yeah. And then you can do that without the fear of, like, I don't think I'm going to have the capacity to deal with this because capitalism is, like, stretching me so thin. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I'm scared to love people. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It's all right, you could have cut it. Love is love, is love. Love is love. Um, there's a, a Bible verse that also says like perfect love like drives out fear like casts yes. out fear and I like read that recently and it was like you know the one that fears is not made like perfect in love and I was like dang let me check myself like you know like what I'm scared I'd be scared I'd be scared I'm like huh let me you know tighten up exactly tighten up um so last but not least um how can people continue this work um i think that it's very cool that once again like even just across disciplines across um you know things that y'all do for work outside of this space y'all still found a way to come together and make it happen Mm -hmm. um and so you know like where where should people start or what's your advice for like folks who are listening i have some thoughts Mm -hmm. so i made this in early october Mm -hmm. and um that was when there was like not that many resources specifically by palestinian people so right now i would say this is a secondary resource prioritize things by palestinian people straight out of palestine george abraham is someone who to follow on like instagram and like rasha abdul hadi to like follow palestinians to like action thing mm-hmm. and then secondarily i created um everything this lesson plan is um link in my bio yeah. um, so <laughs> you can like find it and i would say do this in your community facilitate a community tailor it we are planning to do one in like my whole neighborhood of javad that is going to like directly work with um impacted south asian arab palestinian youth mm-hmm. um and so take this lesson plan use it in your community adapt it as you need yeah That's yeah thank you yeah to add to that, I would just say, like, tap in to and, like, find your role in the movement. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone sometimes embarrassingly is like, I don't know where to start. And I'm like, what are you good at? Mm-hmm. And then do that, mm-hmm. like, in the movement because everybody has a role. Like, we're not all just planning direct actions all the time and, mm-hmm. like, putting our lives on the line. There needs to be somebody, like, teaching kids there needs to be someone feeding the movement there needs to be people like hosting podcasts hosting podcasts (laughs) plug or like talking about like food and resistance Mm -hmm. and like land and resistance Mm -hmm. and gender and like queerness and palestine like there's so many ways to tap in in the way that you feel like is reflected of you and also just what the movement is calling for Mm -hmm. i feel like in chicago we live in like plug wbez just did a story about this like we are the with the most Palestinians in the world. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to tap into Palestinian organizing in Chicago, this is the place mm-hmm. because there's Palestinian youth movement, there's SJP, there's like a collective of Palestinian organizers doing mm-hmm. things. There are like anti-militarist youth-led orgs like the centers doing things. Um, but also just like 
you know, find your in if it's like art, theater, performing, spoken word, mm-hmm. cooking. I think you all named it. Like, um, uh, one of my good friends, Jamil Bridges, made a thread like the other day. I think it, yeah, he like reposted it today, and he spoke about how every step that you take every breath that you breathe should be centered around liberation because it is that it's that deep it is that subconscious and conscious and so if you are working to just establish what liberation looks like for you every day that's something um as if it's in your mind if it's in your heart i think that's also very powerful um and also prioritizing rest is also a, a good way to commune. And I think like having um, what is it, the nap ministry, mm-hmm. having oh, nap yes. ins, having so nap ministry. you know, nap ministry. I think we also have to think about those things and our our personal wellness. Um, so eating really good food, community, mm-hmm. and talking about um, talking about what you're feeling, talking about what freedom looks like, talking about strategic ways to establish and um, achieve that freedom, right? So like planning, right? Vision boarding what freedom looks like. I think all of those things are valid. It doesn't always have to be um, the same person up on the front line. There are people who will be on the front line and there's people who's going to be doing first aid. Mm -hmm. There's people who's going to be getting water and supply. There's people who are going to be using their rich parents' money to you know, fun stuff. Yeah. You, yeah. If you're Be rich, a class trainer. If you're rich <laughs> and you uh, you have privilege and you are like, dang, how can I go out? That's how you can. Yeah, open that pocketbook. Open your pocket. Open your mouth. Open your pocket. Open your mouth. Um, I think a lot of times people are scared of stepping on toes. People are scared of being um, political at Thanksgiving dinner. And it's like, oh, your one little like comfort of not being able to sit in peace at Thanksgiving dinner is really not that deep compared to people who are literally dying because we're scared to talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that also that that's how we do it. Like whatever, like Isra said, whatever your role is, like there is a space for you in freedom movement. Um, don't be afraid when you have a show and you're on stage and you have the attention of hundreds of people, it's okay to say free Palestine, it's okay to say free Sudan, it's okay to say free all my niggas. Um, It's okay to say that, like, we are so afraid of being canceled that we 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 shy away from our own humanity and we shy away from how my humanity is directly linked to Israel's humanity, who's directly linked to Naira's humanity, who's directly to Stussy's humanity. Like, we are all interlinked. Um, so we can't be afraid to speak on behalf of our friends. Um, so yeah, those little things, that's freedom movement, that's freedom work. Yeah, and I think it's important to have those conversations. People, first of all, especially if you are not a part of like these groups of folks who are like directly impacted, I'm so tired of people being like, you don't like that like ally fatigue or whatever yeah. it is. Like, like nah, you yeah. need to be having those conversations. You need to be having those conversations. Obviously, yes, like with care and with mindfulness. Yeah. You're not a robot, but like have those conversations, especially with people who are close to you. I think that like, especially if someone who you are near to, whose character that you um 
can vouch for in any other way says something that you know is like not right or maybe has a frank like way of thinking that like is not in line with who you know them to be like take the space to have that conversation it's not immediately straight to being like well f you you know what i'm saying like you're not you know like we need to be on the same page and like a lot of this comes through word of mouth and by having conversations mm -hmm. so um that's what i implore you to do is to have those conversations and they might be uncomfortable or you might have to table it and i'm gonna check in with you tomorrow or next week or not at thanksgiving on christmas you know i'll see you next month but like don't shy away from those conversations. If we complain about being uncomfortable, we don't we don't even know the half of like the discomfort that exactly. like people are experiencing. Um, and tension yeah. is natural. Mm -hmm. Tension yeah. is a natural mode of life. Mm -hmm. Like we are our our existence by birth canal is tension. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. conflict. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. just the fact that we exist is conflict it is it is tension and so you can handle it they can handle it you got to trust that adults are going to be able to self-soothe and, and self-regulate but it's if you are concerned and this is only for the people who are concerned with freedom and liberation movement do have those conversations lovingly like mm -hmm. if your mother is not where she needs to be if your grandparents are not where they need to be you're not doing you're not having that conversation to change them but you are having that conversation to inform them sometimes they don't know and i'm not like it's not my place to change people's minds but it is my place to say oh at least i can't act like you didn't know because you know because now you know so now you're choosing to be how you're going to be god bless and i'm gonna keep space and i'm gonna pray for you and i'm a i'm a whole space for that reality too but mm -hmm. i think like people need to start understanding to remind themselves that tension is a natural part of life, like in nature. You feel me? Yeah. Trees fall. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Soil turns over. Like it's literally, yeah, yeah that's it's, very real. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And it can be very transformative within our human experience when we're not abusing that and we're not abusing power. Mm -hmm. That's very real. Thank you for that. That's no, important. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. I want to sit with her all day. Literally. I want to go have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that birth canal. Exactly. Attention. I'm imitating. You need to be careful. Like, imitating. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I'm feeling something on here. Are you off, off the record? Off the record. I'm not pregnant. I love my IUD. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. I love shit. my IUD. Yeah. Never. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Back on record after the post yeah. IUD conversation. Um. Okay, bet. Those are all the questions that I had for y'all. Um, y'all are amazing guests. Do y'all have anything else that y'all want to add? I wanted to add that we are in day 55 mm -hmm. of the war on Gaza, and more than 15,000 people have been killed by Israeli bombing. 60% um, of the housing mm -hmm. in Gaza has already been destroyed, and most of the people that have been released from these prisoner releases are kids. Mm -hmm. And that is just like when we're thinking about youth teachings that's why mm -hmm. like that's yeah and also the people that are getting released are like a fraction of the more than 10,000 people held in Israeli jails for who the fuck knows what mm -hmm. anything Existing. exactly what we were talking about earlier when you find us you will also find more information about this because this is all i've ever posted yeah. about um you can find me on instagram at shawnee s-h-a-w-n-e-e -E underscore b-e-z 
and shinydaz.com and uh, I don't have a Twitter. I used to be problematic and then I got hacked and then I was like, thank God. Oh my God. Nobody can go back and cancel me per se. I mean, yeah. honestly, I'm not problematic at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's actually your problem, not mine. Problematic is more problematic. Problematic. Yeah. Subjective. So yeah, only Instagram. For and what are your Spotify and Shawnee? Oh yeah, and Spotify oh, yeah. and Instagram. I mean, and uh, iTunes because I use iTunes, but yeah, Shami Dez. Go listen to some music. I have a song called Free Body Freestyle, and it's about liberation and freedom. Go check it out and get a groove with your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is i s r a r a h m a n nineteen ninety eight. That's when you were born. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, like y'all need to know what I think. Yeah, that's real. That's a diary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Not a public platform. That's true. It's a journal. Um, you can find me at, at Cyborg Studio on all the platforms, mm-hmm. and I am in like deep in writing right now. So I'm working on a manuscript for a short story book because I have like a residency in Portland coming, which I'm very excited about. <gasps> and then I'm working on my one-hour stand-up special. So next year, it's a big. Once again, my name is Naira. I'm your host, and we out. Peace. Peace.